Welcome to the Be Better Podcast with Lee Barrison. True stories from Bakersfield's business owners and entrepreneurs. Lee is a local real estate broker that sold over 1,700 houses in almost 18 years. He is a husband, father, owner, and lead coach of Infinity Real Estate Services. And now it's time for the Be Better Podcast. What's up, guys? It's Lee Barrison with the Be Better Podcast. And here we are. This is episode 14, and I'm really excited about you guys joining us on this podcast because, um, as you know, this podcast, for those of you that have subscribed, uh, this podcast isn't to raise money or to, 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 you know, to earn money, but it's to provide massive value for anybody out there that's looking at, you know, um, anybody out there that's an entrepreneur, anybody out there that has a business, anybody out there that's thinking about starting a business, um, you know, it's, it's uh, my obligation to you guys in order for you to hopefully get some content that might strike a chord in your own life that might be able to benefit you and your business. And so, you know, uh, first off, we call this the Be Better Podcast, mm -hmm. guys, because we want you to be better in all areas of your life, including your health, your wealth, your spiritual life, being a better husband, being a better wife, being a better business person, being a better salesperson, for God's sake, whatever you want to be better in, we want to help you be better. And that's why we've named it the Be Better Podcast. So for anybody out there that has subscribed or made a comment, I want to say thank you. Uh, that does mean a lot. I've had a few people recently reach out to me and tell me what a great podcast this is. So that tells me that we are on the right track. We are doing something right and we ain't going to quit until we get what we want. So. <laughs> With that being said, with no further ado, guys, uh, I want to introduce the man, the myth, and the legend, <laughs> Mr. Darren Nunn. Say hello, Darren. Hello, hello, people. All right, so <laughs> we're going to try this again. So, uh, Darren, uh, first off, um, the reason why I wanted to bring you on the show is because you have a lot of experience in a lot of different areas in entrepreneurship and sales and um and you're a great person overall, right? And yeah. so, thank you, Lee. Yeah. Um, and so, we, you and I, uh, we basically met in about 2011, 2012, somewhere in there, maybe mm -hmm. 13. I forget the year, but uh, I met you through your beautiful wife, Cheryl, who's a great friend of mine. Uh, Darren actually has two kids, I believe, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. And uh, and so, anyways, I was telling his wife one day that I wanted to invent something, and it was uh, uh, basically it was a uh, it was a mirror that took photos and you can upload your photos or videos to any social media network, right? Well, anyways, that didn't work out, but nevertheless, I did learn a little bit. But Darren, you know, not knowing him, never meeting him, uh, was kind enough to take the time to come into the office and basically just give me a little bit of coaching on, you know, what to expect, you know, and so on and so forth. And uh, so, uh, you know, let's talk about this again, Darren. But, you know, you mentioned that there's no bad ideas, right? That's correct. All right, so anybody out there that's thinking about inventing something um, and they're unsure of it, what type of advice would you give them about that if they're thinking about creating something? Well, it's mainly the process, but you don't start with the process. You start with the idea, something in your mind, in your heart. You see a problem with an existing product, for example, and you look at it and you say, I can make this better mm -hmm. or I can solve an issue. And so that's how ideas you know, are kind of birthed. That's the reason why there's no bad ideas. But, you know, obviously there's ideas that we've never seen. There's sure. ideas that, that may never come to market but for the time. But they're not bad ideas. Uh, for example, just really quick, it's funny. Uh, 
I talk about this a lot about the Jetsons cartoon. Okay. And that's kind of dating myself, but I've seen a lot <laughs> I of watched, yeah. yeah. But the Jetsons way back then, I remember they had these little these this these little uh intercoms. And Mr. Jetson would go to work and he would talk to his wife and you could see his wife on the other intercom. Back then, there were no cell phones, there were no computers, there was no anything. And so I always kind of refer to the Jetsons kind of kind of uh was was a segue into this new technology that was coming before we even knew about cell phones. Wow. But we thought it was kind of neat. He'd go to work, put his feet up on the desk and just push a button, you know, and then talk to Jane. I think her name was Jane, you know, and so so it, it was an interesting concept. But now I now I look back at that, that was 15, 20 years before the first computer and it was just awesome. Wow, that's so, a crazy yeah. example. Yeah. It really no is. Yeah. Yeah, I remember uh they used to put like a something in the microwave. Yes. And it would create like a, yes. a, a whole meal. Yes, exactly. And we have that, that now. <laughs> exactly. And we have that. And now. we have that now. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. So yeah, and, and you're right, man. Like, you know, the uh what what wasn't needed back then or not thought of exactly. or or uh uh, uh how, how do you say it wasn't birthed. It wasn't birthed yet. Yeah. yeah. It came to fruition, exactly. and now it's here. And now it's here. Just like you said, the cell phone, you know, with there's 7 billion yes. cell phones yeah. floating around on the earth, right? But uh, at one point in time, nobody in their right mind thought it was possible exactly. to ever uh, uh, have a cell phone where right. you could just, like, dial people in any part of the universe, and you could actually talk to them. So, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it was just an idea, you know? So, and so one thing I would say to the people who, who have an idea the number one thing I would say is to just believe in your idea mm -hmm. uh, because there will always be people to tell you and look at it, well, this doesn't work, you know, mm -hmm. this is not going to work. And so my, my perspective on that is to never tell someone or give them my opinion. So I never give my opinions on, on anything. I will try and direct them in a way to go. But the idea didn't come from me. Mm -hmm. So if it was birthed out of someone else's heart, that's, that, that has come from them. And hopefully I can come alongside of them and maybe assist them in directing them in the process now that's going to be needed in order to make it real. Beautiful. That yeah. makes sense. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, that makes sense. It's, it's, you just hit it right on the head right there, yeah. you know. So, Because there's a lot of people out there, I would imagine, Darren, being that you have invented things and patented uh, items, you know, um, there is those uh, naysayers out there that are going to tell you it's not going to work. and. Mm -hmm. And it, I'm, I'm sure it, you've had moments in your career where you've had limiting beliefs on, is this going to actually work? Yes. Because of what other people have told you. Yes, yes, absolutely, yes. Uh, uh, in the beginning, people would tell me, but I learned very quickly to have my circle extremely small. Mm. So I would only share my inventions with, you know, my, my kids were my worst critics. Not that they were critics, but I love them. But but they're honest with me, so they'd say, "Okay, Dad, you know, I don't I don't like that line, or I don't like this line, or whatever, you know." And Cheryl was just she just wanted it to work for me, sure, because it was a passion of mine. So <clears throat> so because of that, you know, I was able to to kind of just follow my heart and my dream, mm -hmm. and you know, and you really only got to the naysaying uh, a position when you either you needed to have investors or things like that, or you wanted to share it just to get prototypes made, things like that from a patent perspective, not so much as starting a business, but an item, you know, patent type of potential product. Sure. Yeah. Okay, good. So so switching gears, Darren, um, you know, uh, why don't you tell everybody out there how you want, how you first became an entrepreneur? Tell us that story. Absolutely. Well, I really didn't know I was going to 
you know, be an entrepreneur, I didn't know about the really the, the entrepreneurial spirit yeah. that was in me. It, it hadn't been turned on yet until I actually went to the Philippines on a missions trip uh, with Canyon Hills. Uh, my pastor at the time for over missions was Tim Smith. Uh, and bless he and his family. I mean, he's no longer with us now. Sure. But uh, he actually, uh, and someone paid for that trip for me because I couldn't afford to, to actually go. What was the purpose of the trip? The purpose was to go to missions to uh, in the Philippines to visit the different uh, barangays that were there, uh, the uh, different people groups that were there, and to play basketball. And then at halftime, we would minister and feed them. Oh, wow. And then we, you know, then we would continue, you know, with our games. And afterward, we would we would exchange clothing. We'd give them all of our nice clothing and our Nike shoes and things like that. And they would just basically feed us from basically nothing. It was just it was a life changing for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a whole nother podcast, yeah. if you will. Uh, but 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 what switched on the entrepreneurial spirit was when I when I arrived there, we had about. 12 to 13 uniforms that were made for all the different uh, uh, islands we were going to. And they were fantastic, but the people made them. So they were made from factories right there at the people's own hand. So I looked at that and was like, wow, I wonder, this is not only a godly opportunity, but it's a business opportunity as well. And so I kind of saw that. And it's funny, when when I returned back from the first time in 1999, I was asked by a, a middle school here if I could produce uniforms. Really? Yeah, and I had never produced uniforms before. And I said yes. And now, did they bring it up, or were you just approached? No, they brought it up to me. Oh, wow. So yeah. that's, that's like a sign right That there. was it. And I was like, uh, and so, yeah. so I said yes. Yeah, yeah. I could, but I had never done one. So what that forced me to go back to where I had just come from and meet and, and, and talk to all the people. Where does uniforms come from? Who made them? What was the factory? And it just kind of started something. And once I was able to get the first uniforms made and the school opened up the box and they were like, wow, these are nice, I was gone. That that just excited me more than anything else in my life. Wow. And I've been doing it ever since. So ever since like 2000, been an entrepreneur. Wow, brother. Ever that's since. that's yeah. amazing. That's yeah. amazing. So, so basically... That was a major sign. That, that like, was, <laughs> like I better act on this. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I wasn't Absolutely. hunting for it or looking for it. It, it just, just, fell, it just in fell in my lap. Exactly. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Um, that's a nice suit, by the way, that you oh, got on today. Oh, oh, thank you. Yeah, yours is nice too. I like thank the blue. You. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate Absolutely. that. So yeah. So um, all right. So so tell us more about the uniform. So you you created these uniforms for this middle school here mm-hmm. in uh, Bakersfield, yes, in right? Mm-hmm. And uh, where did that take you next? Well, that just kind of took me to to actually uh, producing and wanting to form a company around it, which actually didn't didn't really go until like two close to 2003. Hmm. Uh, I had made that was the first one. Then I made them a second one, I believe, in 2001. And subsequently, I had now been in the Philippines about three years in a row, okay. all for the same mission. So it just increased. Yeah. And by that time, now I formed a company name, which was Monet. M-O-N-A-E. Monet. Yeah, Monet. Yep, okay. that started all. And that actually means men of all nations are equal under God is what Ooh. it means. Monet. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, and all so right. the Philippines kind of jump-started that. And it just became this business. I formed an LLC. Long story short, I just, I, you know, I started creating a brand around it now in addition to uniforms. And then it just took off. And I think I, I think in Bakersfield, I had all but three high schools here wearing something that had Monet on it. Interesting. Whether it was a basketball uniform, uh, soccer, 
or uh, volleyball. Okay. Those, those, yeah, those were the, the big three. And it just kind of just snowballed from there. And then, so so snowballed from there. So you, you basically started reaching out and selling the products to other yes. high schools in town, except three. Yes. So basically three. you cornered the market, yeah. it sounds like. Um, and then, so what happened next after that? Well, uh, excuse me. Then I just, I started reaching out into, into other platforms like uh, events like South versus Bay. The best of the South, you know, versus the, the the best of the Bay Area. So I would go to, and you'd have you'd have teams coming in from all kind of, you know, states and stuff. Mm. So they would see that, even though it was the best of South versus Bay. So that took me now into Oregon. I went into Arizona, in Texas, Washington, New York. I had teams ordering uniforms from me from all over the place. <laughs> it, it became really crazy. That was awesome, and that excited me so much. And then so then from that platform that was already established, I just said, you know, let me now produce the brand. So I got into denim, footwear, fleece, all kinds of different things. And it just kind of opened up a new world. I went into uh, the Valley Plaza Mall in the kiosk uh-huh. uh, between Foot Locker and Finish Line, which are still there today. Perfect location. Yeah, perfect location. Yeah. And, then, and and that's, we haven't talked about Zipway yet, so I'll let you bring that up. Yep. But that that became a segue into a national contract with Foot Locker. So it just kind of snowballed into different things. And so it just started breathing on its own. And truly, I, I'd have to say it was, just, it was just God-given. And I just followed what he told me. I mean, from the first... 12 shirts I made that I gave away at a Promise Keepers meeting to the first sale of uniforms, you know, uh, uh, past the, the the middle school because I really didn't charge them because it was a test. Oh. See what I mean? So yeah. I kind of put my own money up sure. and just and just provide and say, well, yeah, buy them from me. I can do it. You know, and they're going, okay, how am I going to pull this off? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> but it worked for me, you know? So it was I a blessing. It. And then it just, so there's a lot of pieces to this. Uh, and I don't know if we'll get to all of them today, but I will do my best to, to give you what you want and to hopefully help the people. So I love it, Darren, man, dude, yeah. you are amazing. So yeah, let, let's, so how, real quick, how many countries have you since 1999, how yeah. many trips, how many countries have you visited since wow. uh, 1999? Uh, at least eight to nine, Okay, eight to nine countries. I was flying probably three to four times a year to different countries and forming relationships with manufacturers in those countries. Okay. Uh, meeting military personnel. Biggest one was China and still is for me. Yeah. I met all of the, the military personnel that control the borders of China. So they control the input, what comes in, mm. and outbound. So that was amazing to meet them. And I have a liaison there that's just amazing. He's my foot guy. So, you know, because I don't speak Mandarin. Sure. And that's the language of, you know, of Chinese people. So, so I couldn't communicate. But uh, I, know, I know a couple words. You know, I know how to say the word, you know, in, in order to eat. Some food. Or drink yeah. something. Yeah, yeah. And sleep. You know, yeah, I can yeah. say those three. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, but, but that's what it was. And it's just, uh, it was just, and still is. It's, it's an amazing journey uh, culturally, yeah. meeting all the people. It's just, it's life. It changed my life. I mean. It changed my life. I was kind of a, kind of a, uh, I'll say it this way. When the Michael Jordan shoes come out, I had to have all the colors. Sure. You know, I had to have all the, all the track suits. I had to have all of that stuff. I would drive to different cities to go get it. I was, I was, I didn't know I was shallow in that way, but I really was. 
but going over there and seeing the people with basically nothing and giving me everything. Wow. It changed my life. I, it yeah. changed me. Yeah. And I haven't been the same since then. It was very humbling for me. Super humbling. Yeah. yeah. What, yeah. A, it's what awesome. an amazing story. Jeez Louise. Um, yeah. All right, so let's go ahead and switch gears, brother, because uh, we could be here all day. But yeah, so, that's what I'm saying. It's a yeah, lot. <laughs> yeah. So, 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 yeah. so, so your 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 initial product that you know with the shirts. You yes. know, Then you started branding yourself, and then you got the kiosk, and then yes. you started moving, you know, towards Texas and even New York and so on and so forth. This this, this thing was snowballing. It was yes. it was expanding, and uh, and then you decided to invent something which was called Zipway. Is that right? Yes. So tell everybody out there what Zipway is all about. Uh, Zipway is actually a zipper concept, which now is past a concept. It's actually a, a, a live piece. Sure. Um, but what happened was I actually bought a couple of uh, button-up uh, sweatpants. Yeah. And I have to say, you know. The kind they, that you can rip off. Yeah, that you can rip off with yeah. the buttons. And, I, and they were Adidas pants. Yeah. And I uh, bought them for my wife, and so we were, you know, working out together, and you know, she was doing, her, you know, her, her, uh, um, not yoga, but what was it called then? Um, Pilates. Uh, yeah. He, yes, I guess you can call it that. Yeah. Absolutely. And um, high-profile aerobics is what she was doing. Got it. Okay. Yeah. So okay. and so so she'd wear them, and uh, I washed them once. Just a quick story, and then then one of the buttons came off, and I noticed that because I put them in the dryer, and we heard this clank, 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 clank sure, around. Sure. Take it out, the buttons off. I sew it back on because I'm the sewer in the family. Wow. That's what I do, you know. Okay. And so I, you know, I sewed it back on, gave it back to her. Next week she washes them, button comes off on the other side, and I, you know, on the other side. And I'm saying to myself, there's got to be a better way to, to to do this. And so I asked the question. I said, Cheryl, if I if you had this pair of pants that had stripes down the side that you could change out the color of your stripes to match your shoes mm. in one pair of pants, would you like that? She said, oh, that'd be, that'd be awesome. I said, okay. And I came up with this zipper idea. Okay. It was a single zip to not only come out of the pants automatically, but to also change out the side stripes to any color. So, if, for example, if you bought a black pair of pants, you could change the stripes to your color blue, green, brown to match your shoes you were wearing with one pair of pants. And it didn't exist. Oh. And so, so after after doing that, Cheryl was the main one. She said, I think that, I don't know if you'll get that zipper patent. I don't know if something might be out there. I said, uh, I don't think it is. Yeah. So I hired a patent attorney, uh -huh. which was the process. Yeah. And I had my prototype drawings. And then he had an engineer actually draw them up for me. Sure enough, got the patent. Long story short, turned it into a company. I went to a uh, show called the Magic Show in Vegas that they have every year. Which is what? Just where you pitch products? Yes. Well, yeah. Well, every single, the who's who of the apparel industry is there. And mm -hmm. so if you know anything about your, about the Magic Show, it's it's three levels. Every single, I mean, it's it's just Huge. packed with everybody from from Italian, French, uh, I mean, Every every country you can think German German companies they're all there. Wow. Okay. Anybody with any apparel is there, and it's called the Magic Show. Well, I was there in between at the time Michael Jordan's booth and uh, Fat Farm's uh, oh, booth, yeah. and I was it was a white wall, and I took these pants that I had, which were prototypes at the time, but I had them made from the Philippines, and I would go hey, and people would look, and I I zip my pants off and throw them in the air. And then I'd get them, and then people are like looking at me, you know, and I'd go, hey, <laughs> and I'd throw the pants off, right? I had a humongous crowd around me, and that crowd 
was a partner of mine now. Uh, his name's Jackie Baker, who knew John Starks for the New York Knicks. Ooh. He called John Starks and said, John, there's this guy here with these pants that would be great for the NBA. He's throwing them up in the air, and, and he, he says, I'm watching them. He's zipping them off. They're coming off real time. No buttons or anything. Yeah. So well, it takes forever to button it all takes, your buttons. It takes forever. The zipper yeah. is easy. So John says, well, hey, get his number and let him know I'm going to call him. And I'm saying, so he comes up to me and approached me. Hey, man, I'm Jackie Baker, and you know, this is John Starks, and here's his number, and, and, and can I have your number? John wants to call you. I'm like, John Starks, okay, yeah, I know John. You know, played against Michael Jordan. You know, you know, he's yeah. you know, the assassin kind of guy. Were you thinking he's actually going to call me? Yeah, you know, I wasn't. Yeah. I wasn't thinking that, but sure enough, a week later, he calls me and says, hey, Darren, this is John Starks, da 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 I'm like, oh, okay, John, hey, what's going on, man? Nice to meet you. He said, hey, uh, uh, my guy Jackie told me about these pants, and, and uh, I just want you to know I think it's a great idea. I'm going to call my guy at Foot Locker, so just be on standby, and you may have to come to New York. And I had never been to New York. But I will go to New York. But I will go to New York, right? And so, again, I mean, I really had never flown, you know, since the Philippines, well, mm. since that Arizona, sure. my first flight. Yeah. So he calls me. It's about... Six months later, and he calls me and said, hey, this was on a Thursday. He said, hey, can you be in New York on Tuesday? We're meeting with Foot Locker. I was like, what? He said, yeah, those pants, they want to see them because they're going to be replacing all of the Adidas pants. Okay. They're going to take all the Adidas pants because they're having problems with their buttons. They're, I don't know if there was a recall or whatever, but I got to say it as it is. So I, I, I go in. The guy looks at the pan and says, hey, this is great. Fifteen minutes later, we have 720 doors. Foot Locker, Foot Action, oh, Champs, Kids Foot Locker. In 15 minutes. In 15 minutes. That's what happened. 720 doors nationwide. What went through your head? How am I going to do this? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay, it's a blessing, but... Uh, I didn't expect 720 I doors. I, didn't, I, maybe, I, I, I was grateful just to be there. And that's the thing, because I had already been humbled by the Philippines, so it had gotten me ready Mentally. Well, mentally, just to be humble. I didn't see this coming. And it happened like, like that. So uh, real quick, just in retrospect, how much time did it take? I mean, and how many hours would you say? And yes. what were the trials along the way to get to that point right there? Many. The first prototype that I got from the Philippines, it worked, it worked so good. I was in a restaurant. I got to tell you the story. I was in a restaurant, sure. and I forgot I had those on, and, and they didn't have the holder clips at the time. So I stood up in the restaurant, <laughs> and my pants kind of unzipped by themselves. <laughs> they unzipped okay. by themselves. And she was like, uh, you got your pants halfway down, right? So I said, oh, I got to go back to the drawing board. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> One yeah, of those yeah. things, right? Yeah, so, okay. So since the inception of, of the zipper, which actually happened in 2003, we went into Foot Locker in 2006. So that's a three-year span there. Mm, it yeah. took that much time. So I was testing them selling them with my basketball uniforms as as the break you know what well, not breakaway pants but the zipway pants and you and you could buy a uh, a shooting shirt with it so you had an outfit okay so you had a uniform a shooting shirt and the pants that worked and it was fantastic and a lot of high schools here had them so that process that all took about 3 years before I even got a chance to sit in front of football were there a lot of late nights early mornings a lot and... of a lot of late nights there was one there was one sequence, I, I won't forget this, Cheryl talks about it now. I was up for three days in a row and didn't even know I was up. Wow. That's how much work. That's I how focused it. you were. That's too. how focused. I didn't, I think I ate twice, but the sun, and I, and I noticed the sun 
get it was rotated. Coming up, but it was three days. Wow. And I didn't even I didn't feel anything. I was just on my computer, just working and grinding and designing. So I had to learn design. I had to learn tech packing, stitching, stitch the way it works together. I, I, it was so much I had to learn, and no one taught me any of that. You had to it learn was it all on, your on own. the fly. Yeah. Wow, yeah. Darren, that's crazy, man. Yeah. This is an amazing story, man. So yeah, it's kind of crazy. Yeah. So <laughs> all right. So here now let's move move back to our yeah. original. Okay. So now here we are with John Starks, fifteen minute conversation with Foot Locker. Yeah. And basically, uh, within fifteen minutes, you pick up Foot Locker. You pick up uh, Foot Action. Foot Action. Champs. Champs. Wow. Okay. Uh, kids Foot Locker. Okay. And then it moved to Model Sports, Doctor J's. I mean, uh, Amazon. Yeah. Still on Amazon now. Right. It's just started snowballing crazy yeah. oh wow okay and and to this day uh how many nba teams are, are have endorsed your your pants well we actually received an nba license um uh, for that for that zipper and that product yeah so it was sold into it, it was it was sold in all the arenas so i think there were 28 teams 28 wow. teams had endorsed it and were selling the product so every time you'd watch a game whatever that team was if it was cleveland versus uh Timberwolves, for yeah. example. I don't know if they play each other, but if you're in Cleveland, once the game was over, you come down and you always exit out into their product store. Yeah. All the pants and everything was right there. Oh, my gosh, yeah. man. And yeah, and 28 arenas. That is so amazing. That yeah. is so amazing. Yeah. Wow. I mean, um, so, um, so Darren, you, you have a beautiful family. You've got a wife. Cheryl, mm -hmm. uh, uh, Darian, and and Demi, uh, and Demi. And Demi yeah, yeah, I saw Demi for the first time at at a party over over the holidays. So oh, did boy, you? Can she cut a rug? Yes, 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 she can. She got, <laughs> you know, she's got a little bit of me in her, man. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, and so, tell me about their support with you and you and your crazy ideas. You know. Well, my wife calls me mad scientist. Mm -hmm. Um. And it and it fits. I I do think a little bit differently. Yeah. Uh, I didn't know this about myself. I didn't. I was, I was the guy who was down in L.A. You know, doing. Uh, I did uh, a TV show called A Different World, okay. which most people will remember that. It came on after the Cosby Show. I was trying to do that kind of thing for was myself. Was that acting? Yeah, acting. Okay. Uh -huh, yeah, I was I was doing that, and um, I was also modeling and stuff at the time, and so. You know, as, as while I was working in San Joaquin, so I as was a surgical surgical, as a surgical tech. tech. All right, I was I was I was pursuing acting and modeling, and I was the football coach and the baseball coach and the family and husband, and it was it was a lot. It became overwhelming though. Yeah, yeah, for and sure. it just kind of kind of broke down. That's a whole nother uh, podcast yeah. as well. <laughs> so, oh, God. God, <laughs> but it, but yeah, it's a it's it's been a journey. Just kind of sum it up without, you know, and then, and you can ask me again, whatever you like, whatever's going to help the people. Sure. And if I can, if I can impart some information and wisdom to them, uh, pitfalls, things like that. So I'm willing to, 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 to answer anything. I'm, I, hopefully this is very transparent yes. for them. Yeah. Uh, but the processes, the up all night, the, the grinding, uh, the investment of my own money, skin in the game, and then friends and family investment. So uh, mm. those kind of things, I mean, some have been fantastic and some failed where, you know, I lost a couple of good friends mm -hmm. uh, because things didn't go as I planned them to go. Right. There's a there's a lot of stories here. Yeah. But the outcome has been great. I wouldn't change anything, not one moment of good or bad. And it just kind of made me who I am now. And, you know, and the humility of starting a business, as you know, mm -hmm. you know, being the founder of In Infinity, it's um it's a process, man. 
Yeah, yeah, and I've learned that for the past two years. You know, it's, yeah. uh, I was a single agent for 16 years, and I only had four jobs back then. Right. <laughs> Show up, yeah. prospect, <laughs> prospect. You know, lead follow up and go on appointments. That's it. But now I have like probably 30 things yes. that I'm responsible for, and and yes. I get what you're saying. You know, because it's it's a uh, it's definitely a process, and there's been a lot of failure involved. But I tell you what, I wouldn't trade it for the world. You know Absolutely. what I mean? And like you said, I mean, you lost some friends along the way, but you know, I, I think God puts us in a place where we need to be, whether we lose friends or not. It's just part of your story, and, yes. and you know, it's just meant to be the way it is. So, Absolutely. Uh, give us a, uh, an idea as to about the staff wrap. What is a staff wrap? Okay, uh, that all actually came uh, came who, to, to birth. Who thought about that? I did. Yeah, crazy. That's a whole, okay. that's a whole other idea. All right. Yeah. Let's so, talk about that. Yeah. So what I'll do is I'm, I'm gonna back up for a second and I'll take you right to that. So it started with Monet. Monet started everything. Out of Monet was birth Zipway. Okay. Out of Zipway was birth Staff Wrap because part of Zipway, the zipper system, I created a patent for a hospital scrub that would allow you to zip out of the scrub tops and bottoms, the only one that exists, hmm. without taking the scrub top over your over your head. Because Once you're exposed to the hospital or yes, you, exactly. you saw the, the problems with that. Okay. Good. Absolutely. And that actually happened to me. So that invention, because of that, that was I, I put that scrub and in we uh, inside of Zipway and we called it MediZip. Okay? okay. So now so now Zipway now owns like at the time four patents and two companies, both of them LLCs. So MediZip, because of MediZip, we had this coming out party at, at, at Foot Locker and all the big wigs were there, okay? So it was in New York, it was just fantastic. And one little guy, a Japanese guy was in the corner and he pulls me to the side after I, after I thank everybody, the CEOs, CFOs and everyone for, for allowing you know, uh, uh, Zipway to be part of the, you know, of the story of Foot Locker. He pulls me to the side and says, hey, uh, can you meet me at my office on, uh, was it 7th and Broadway uh, in Times Square tomorrow? Uh, okay, yeah, sure. What, what time? And so we exchanged cards. Well, our office was on 7th and Broadway on the 13th floor of this, you know, right in the middle of Times Square. Wow. That, that, so that's where Zipway was. It's now in Connecticut. <clears throat> but at the time, so it was right around the corner. And I, I, hadn't, I didn't know about this company or anything. I won't say their name. Okay. They're a humongous Japanese company, they're they're worth about 150 billion dollars now. The company they own 15 companies. One of them was a silver company. Okay. So, long story short, the metal silver, the metal silver, yeah. absolutely. So, I show up the next day. He lays out this portfolio. There's like 20 different metals there, silver metals, all in different formats, thicknesses, yarn, uh, 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 twills, wrapped, bunch of stuff. I didn't know what I was looking at. Long story short, he tells me, he says, hey, we are using this for the company Samsung right now. Samsung uses it in, for their workforce for uh, static and older. I didn't know that metal was a, it, that, that actually controlled static. So I got an education that day. I said, mm. Interesting. He says, based on what you told me last night at the Foot Locker, you know, your party, I thought that it would be great for your MediZip brand, but you can't use our findings. I said, what do you mean? Said, well, check this out. This con this this controls MRSA, 
it works on it works on MRSA, which is the deadliest you know bacteria. Yeah, MRSA. I, it, just to be clear, though, for yeah. anybody out there that doesn't know what MRSA is, it's a yeah. flesh-eating bacteria. Absolutely, that you, and it's a nasty process as yes. far as having to to make yes. it go away. From Absolutely, and yeah. you need some very strong antibiotics. Strongest one is vancomycin, which only works about fourteen percent of the time. Okay, that's a real fact. Uh, so you can find that out. I mean, you can. You, that's public record. So, so that's so, so, but that's what it would take in order to actually cure that. So, you got 100 people, and it would be most effective on only 14. Mm. Okay. So, but that that's the strongest antibiotic until now. But this is not an antibiotic. Uh, so, long story short, it's just basically kind of fast forwarding. Um, I couldn't use their test, their testing. So, what I did is once he showed it to me, I had now had to get my own process. So, I had to go back to China. And we tried to make this, this silver using just their silver with cotton. And there's one more special ingredient, which I won't say. Okay. <laughs> All right. But it's uh, the secret yeah, sauce. Yeah, the secret sauce to it that makes yeah. it work. Okay. In a, in, in a matter of 18 to 24 hours, the bacteria is dead. And so now, now your, your natural immune system can kick in, and that topical wound starts to heal. It's absolutely amazing. Wow. In 18, 24 hours with no side effects. Jeez okay? Louise. So it's crazy. But only one factory in the world made it the way we needed it to make. Because what, the, I'm sorry, the way we needed it made. Because the weaving process, uh, silver is a very volatile metal. Mm -hmm. So it would always break and snap. Got so it. when they tried to weave it, it would snap. So we tried three factories and, and, and narrowed down to one and they did it. The process was fantastic. So... I had to get testing done, got all my testing done out of Utah and New Jersey. It comes back, yeah, this product is 99.998% effective in killing MRSA, in killing uh, acne. I mean, and that, that that's all we basically tested on. And people have been using it now for scabies, uh, uh, infantigo, which is big. Mm. Uh, what's what's the skin one? I'm drawing a blank there. Uh, uh, yeah, I know, it's it, we're psoriasis. Skin, psoriasis, psoriasis, there you go, yeah. People are using it on that when they swell up, takes it right down. So it, it, it's it just, really impacts a lot of exterior yes, skin type yes, situations. Absolutely. Yeah. And so what I did is, is I got a call. I was showing this around after the invention, and I know I know I'm missing some spots, but I I don't want to take up all of your all of your pro, you yeah. know, your your podcast time. Yeah. But I, I so but I, but I must tell this story. I got a call from uh, Sacramento. It was a two year old baby in the hospital. Uh, and the only reason why the baby was there, he actually started off with diaper rash in between his legs, and it turned into MRSA. Oh. So they called me. The yeah. hospital didn't, but the people, the, the mother knew the nurses that I was showing this to. And, and they called them and said, can we get some of that product that Darren has invented? I mean, the baby was miserable, obviously. You can just it's imagine. It's not FDA approved by this, at this point, right? Yes. Oh, no, well, it, did, it didn't need F, it did, oh, doesn't it need FA, FHA okay. because, it, because nothing leaches from it. Mm. It's a whole other story. Okay. So, so this, my silver doesn't leach. It's the way it's woven, which is fantastic. So I, I only had one long sample, and it was in the form of a Medizip scrub. Okay? Okay. I cut the scrub pants up into little bitty strips, and I sent them to the people so that they could wrap their baby's legs with it. Two days later, they called me. The mother was crying and said, Darren, she's, she's going home. There's nothing there. Wow. And I was like, okay. I, I, was, <laughs> I was surprised, but I, but I knew it worked because I'd already done the testing. And again, I'm missing some spots, but you're talking about three years of testing in that. Mm -hmm. So there was a process. 
investment money spent, long hours, trips to China, I mean, all of it, to get it to where it worked like that, right? All starting from Japan. So after that, I said, okay, I got it. I'm going to take the McDonald's approach. You may say, well, what's the McDonald's approach? I'll explain explain it to you. McDonald's, to me, became famous for taking taking a hamburger and putting it in a box that's the outside package, and they allow you to now. It's almost like receiving a gift because you have to unwrap it because it's in a box. Yeah, and you open it up, and you, you it's like ooh, first one to do it. So you got you know you got McDonald's, and then you got the wrapper inside, you know. And so, notwithstanding how the burger tastes or whatever, it's just the fact that it was a genius idea of of presentation. It's the experience of the burger. Exactly. Yeah. So what I did is I said, okay. Let's allow people to help themselves. The fact that I was able to cut it up in strips, let's present it in strips, not as a whole. Let's put it in three or four different sizes where people can actually go and get it and help themselves. So if you have a wound on your arm, we have an arm one. If you have a wound on your ankle, we have an ankle one. Ah, And it comes in little bitty boxes so you can help yourself. It's all made, it's all sterile, it's all packed amazing product and we've given away uh, now about 1200 boxes and we have all of the anecdotal evidence from all the people and pictures galore but like wow look at my before, before and, and look at my after and it's just like wow what a blessing yeah so you can ask i'll stop right there golly yeah. man yeah that's crazy it is crazy <laughs> i hope you guys are getting some out of this this guy is amazing so uh so so just ending with the staff wrap though i mean like where where is it at now you you still uh you're still selling it you're okay well yeah. you, well in transparency yes well we're still selling some off the website mm-hmm. uh on the staff however i i would like to tell them about about the difficulties of course we want okay. to hear about it okay so here's the difficult part we know the product works the industry now knows the product works. What I mean by that is all the pharmacies, the pharma, you know, the pharmaceutical companies, they all know the biggest ones. Mm-hmm. We've gone to Johnson & Johnson. We've gone to Pfizer. Mm-hmm. We've gone to Kaiser. Mm-hmm. We've gone to Life Cells. We've gone to, what's the other one? Um, uh, Johnson & Johnson, Pfizer, Kaiser, Life Cells. There's another one that we went to that's big. And my attorney says, don't go to any more pharmaceutical companies because the only thing they're trying to do is reverse engineer your product Mm. and see how they can bypass you. And he was right. So I've now taken the approach, or we did back then, we've given product away uh, to uh, UCLA Medical Center to use for all of their, their infection control division. We also gave product away to the whole Harvard wrestling team. They called us from a wrestling match <laughs> and all of their players got MRSA on their elbows and on their thighs. Oh, wow. So the mats were infected. Yeah. Okay, you can't see it. Yeah. They called us. We sent boxes for every player. Every single person was healed <sighs> in two days. Jeez, crazy, See, man. you don't hear those stories. Yeah, I know. Okay? Yeah. So, so back, to, back to UCLA for a second. I know vancomycin. Vancomycin is a good antibiotic. And again, I'm not a pharmacist. I'm not a. I'm not a pharmacist, so I can't sit here and say. Nor am I an engineer. Sure. Yeah. So I can't sit here and say that something works or something doesn't work unless I've personally used it, uh, or unless it's public record. Mm-hmm. So I'll just go on record to say that, and that's just for my own protection, as it as it were. Yeah, yeah of course. Okay, yeah. being honest. Uh, so, but I will say this: uh, 
we we gave uh, UCLA 24 boxes to use for free on all of their infection control people, and they had some there. Yeah. Whether they were where uh, um, uh, the wounds, um, wound victims, um, amputee victims, uh, you know, whatever. And I go back two weeks later expecting to meet with some of the doctors and surgeons and the nurse pulls me to the side, the head nurse, and says, they, they didn't use one. I said, what do you mean they didn't use one? I said, well, and she put me to the side and her name I won't mention. Mm-hmm. And she says, uh, well, you know, the company that produces vancomycin, they give them kickbacks. Oh. So they're using kickbacks on this. So why would they want to use this? And I said, well, because it works. What about the people? Yeah. But that that's not the way it happens. So I, I just said, you know what? I am now getting the experience of all the bureaucratic red tape stuff you have to go go through. Sure. And as you see right now, if you look out just commercials in here every day, we are we are just it's it's so many commercials with appeal for everything. There's appeal for everything Mm -hmm. and most of it is not natural so the side effects are horrendous and you don't even know what they are you don't even know right i mean it takes it takes more on on the commercial to describe the side effects yeah Yeah, you know than it does to tell you about what (laughs) what the pill actually does you know so you got a lot of that and staff wrap is nothing like that it's just cotton and silver Mm -hmm. it's the way it's It's all natural it's all natural there's nothing in it Mm -hmm. there's no side effects in it and it helps you tremendously so that's an invention i'm actually proud of uh, we are trying to still move that yep. into the retail segment and market so people can help themselves. But right now, staffwrap.com is where, you, where, is where you'd go. Beautiful, yeah. Darren. Wow. Yeah. Amazing stories, guys. Um, didn't expect this, though. But I, I'll tell you what. He's, he's, he's a leader, and he's definitely got a lot of ideas. So before we wrap this up, Darren, uh, why, don't you give it, why don't you pour some value into some of these people about um, being a business owner, being uh, 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 how old are you now? I will, I will be 53 this year. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah. good. So you, yeah. you don't look 53, so congratulations. Yeah. That's a blessing, too. Yeah, yeah. so you're 53, <laughs> but you've been around. You know, you've, you've done a lot of a work. Lot. You yes. know what I mean? So why don't, you know, if anybody out there is thinking about opening up a business or creating an invention or, or whatever it is, you know, why don't you give some people out there some sound advice? Absolutely. Well, I would say, first of all, is stay true to your passions. Uh, passion alone, obviously, won't get the job done, Mm -hmm. but it is the foundation of it. And the passion doesn't involve money, and that's the key. So anything that you're gonna open or invent, if your passion is behind it, people will get behind it. It, It'll just, it'll draw that. If you're doing it for the money only, and you think, well, I'm gonna invent, oh, I'm just gonna be rich and invent this, Mm -hmm. it never works that way because your process, you're gonna miss a lot of the process, which is, the hard work of it all. I hate to say this word, but it's true. The grinding, which you know. Yeah. And the grinding of it. So it looks like grinding, but if you're doing it with from a passion platform, mm-hmm. it's not. It's not even work. It's like fun. It's like it's a game. It's fun. That there you go. It's like a game. Yeah. And now you're getting paid to play your own game. Yeah. That's the best advice I would give is, is whatever you're passionate about, use that passion. That's the fuel that you put all your blocks on because that that's your foundation right is your passion if you don't have the passion then you're going to fizzle out because it's not easy it's not easy being an entrepreneur it's mm-hmm. not in your circle second is your circle <laughs> i gotta say it to you like this and this 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 would be another podcast as well if i know you, where you're if, going if, if, he, invites, if he invites me back yeah. one of my good friends is famous amos 
Oh, wow. Famous Amos Cookies. He lives in Hawaii. I called him after I met him, and he gave me some sound advice. I said, Mr. Amos, I'm in a little trouble, okay? I need to go to step B, but I can't do it by myself. I don't have the financial power to do it. I don't have the resources. So he says, Darren, let me ask you two questions, and this will help them. He says, can you do this by yourself? I said, no. <laughs> he says, do you have the financial you know, uh, whereabouts or, or resources to, to get to step B? I said, no. He says, well, you've now answered 80% of your questions. My, my question was, I don't want to go below 51%. I don't want to go below 51% because I could lose my company that way. Right. He said, well, you well, lose can, control. Yeah. You lose control. He said, well, can you do it? So then I'll tell you, he told me ways to do it, to still maintain my ownership. And he, he pointed me to some people that actually ended up, ended up helping me. And it worked beautifully. But what I'm saying is this, it's, there's a process that happens. So it's, and I can't tell you what those processes are because everybody has a different one. Sure. Like, I mean, it was different for you than it was for me. Right. So I can't do what you did and try and make that work for me. So well, let me just follow what Lee did. It doesn't work. Yeah. That's why your passion is your platform. And then it builds on that, where to go, what to do, who to meet. And, and we're talking about God here as well, because yeah. none of this happens without him. No. So, so, so it he, starts with him. It start, there you go. It starts with yeah. him. So, so now we're sitting here together, but we met 2011 yeah. or 12. And now there's something that's, that's one of my blocks now. And I've gained a friend, yeah. but it wouldn't have happened if I, if I didn't come from the entrepreneurial background where you could ask the question, what about what I'm doing? Yeah. And, and I gave you, hopefully at the time, I gave you passion. Yeah. Not what I thought. Not, well, you can make a billion, you can be a billionaire. Yeah. If yeah. those things happen, it's a blessing. Actually, you didn't say a whole lot. You I didn't say You just kind of nodded your head. Yeah. Looks good. And, yeah, you know, exactly. Let me introduce you to this guy. Yes. And, and point you to, to, a, to a step B. Yeah. That's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. So that, that, that's what I would say to the people is just follow your passions, follow your hearts, because you're, you, it's it's in your it's in your heart. It didn't come from me. It didn't come from Lee. So if you want to open up a chain of stores, start with the one. Use your passion. Build on that. Replicate and, and it. There you go. It'll take you to step B, step C, step D. Yeah, that's how it works. Beautiful. Now, now when you said circle, though. I thought you were going to say your circle gets smaller over time. Oh, oh, well, I was going to say that. Yeah. But there's so many, so, there's so many yeah. things in my brain. <laughs> you know, I just, I, just, I just threw out famous Amos because he, he was very pivotal in my decision making. Mm -hmm. but, your, but your circle does get smaller in time. My circle is extremely small. Mm -hmm. Didn't start that way, but it's really small. There's, there's probably two or three people that I allow to even speak into my life. Yeah. That's not prideful. That's because I you trust I trust them. And I don't ever want to be at the top of the food chain. I want somebody in my circle that knows more than me, that has more than me. So I'm always aspiring to go up. Yes. If, if I'm at the top, then the people that are, that are below me, and I don't mean that as a default, but, say, but, but they're not the business owner, sure. for example. Yeah. So, so the people that are, that are there, they can't tell me anything. I can't, I can't grow from them. From a business perspective, I want people that have done it. Okay, for example, like you, I can I grow from you. So okay, Lee, because I, I can see what you've done. I know a little bit of your story. I know where you come from. So I can say, Lee. Uh oh. Okay. No. <laughs> really though, but check this out. Okay. 
here's a man who's doing it, doesn't have much debt, doesn't have much overhead. Okay, how, how did that happen? Because most people get into a business oh. and there's a lot of debt and there's a lot of overhead. So that's the kind of stuff I'm talking about. How does he do it? That's the person I want to say, okay, how do you do it? Well, it, it may be something as simple as drinking two Starbucks a week instead of drinking nine. That's big savings right do, there. Do you see what I'm? You see oh, my point? Yeah, it's I, little I stuff like it. that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. I bring my lunch to work every day. That, see, you see know. that's what I'm saying. Yeah. See, but 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 see, but here's the thing: you don't have to. No. You see, because you could afford to. We eat have a out. restaurant right down below. That's that. There you go. Yeah. That's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. So I would come to a guy like Lee, and not the guy who's eating out all the time. So, like, well, man, you got this money, but how are you eating out steaks every day? No, I I, I don't want that. Yeah. Yeah. How are you how How's your humbleness? Yeah. How are you humble and still doing it? And it's God driven. I agree. I agree. And I, 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 I put a post together this weekend about when you, because you were talking about if you do it for the money, you're going to burn basically. But yeah. if, if you do it for the money and not act out of being a servant to others, and, and which is my passion. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. I, I love being a servant. I love Me too. seeing people grow. I love being a part of that growth. Um, the money is just the byproduct. Exactly. You know, and, and, um, and again, I think that, that so many people are a slave to chasing money nowadays. Yes. That it consumes them yes because they see it everywhere you go on yes. instagram you go on to you know facebook you go any, anywhere you go you know you see all these get rich quick schemes yes. and you know uh that's what they are too yeah no need to pick up the <laughs> phone and dial you know uh they'll let, here's a system where they all come to you yes no yes it requires hard work passion passion but more importantly if you never ever ever Focus on the money, but more importantly, if you just do it out of the genuineality of your own heart, hoping for the best and being a servant for any, anybody and everybody out yes. there that wants that, then the money becomes a byproduct, number one. But number two, the it it's like something where you don't need to rely on going into debt. It's like it won't allow you to go into debt because you're doing the right thing all the time. Yes. And that's something that I, I've learned yes. uh, over time. Uh, I know I, you know, at one point in time, I had a pretty big ego mm -hmm. because I was doing pretty well for myself as yeah. a single agent. But what I've learned becoming a broker, Darren, is it's no longer about me. Exactly. You know, and I don't know if that comes with age or, or whatever, but you know, <laughs> I don't need a whole lot of money. Right. I just need enough money to pay the bills. Right. But I want to I want to see other people learn from me, and I want to be a servant to where one day they can be maybe be in my shoes where I was 14 in my 14th year or whatever. You know Amen I mean? to that. Yeah. Amen so, to that. You know, you I know, that's, that. I know that, that's good stuff. And I mean, to just to, to wrap it up as far as what I would say is it's what you just said without saying it. It's all about the people. Yes. Every single invention I've ever invented was not for me. It was about people mm -hmm. and the zippers is people ease of operation staff wrap. Healing. People, people, yeah. Monet. I mean, men of all nations are equal. You know, your, you know, build self-esteem, character. Those, that's ultimately what it's all about, and that's why the passion has to be there mm -hmm. because the passion will keep you grounded to serve the people, which you mentioned most of the time is serving, serving. Because, and again, you're gonna make mistakes along the way. You're gonna fall down at times, but you just keep standing back up 
And if you just if you can stand back up and you can keep your focus and the passion of why you're doing what you're doing in the first place, yeah, it makes it, it now, now it's not even work. Yeah, you're just it's part of your destiny. Sure, I can say it like that. No, and, and I, I agree with you. I mean, you know, coming to work is it's no, it, I I don't call this work. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a game. It's a game. There and, you I, go. <laughs> and I show up to play the game every day because yes. it's just fun to it's me. It's fun. You know what I mean? So. I appreciate that, dude. Yeah. Thank you so uh, much, Darren, for joining me. You're the man, Lee. Um, that was a wonderful story. I hope everybody out there enjoyed that. Um, again, this is Darren Nunn. Uh, and Darren, before we close, real quick, let's give you a quick plug. Uh, we Darren has now recently switched gears from modeling and being a surgical, surgical <laughs> tech and an entrepreneur and inventor and you know whatever else. Uh, he now is a salesperson, guys. Yes. At Infinity yes. uh, Cart at the dealership, yeah. right, right on, uh, at the Auto Mall. And um, uh, he blessed me and my wife this weekend to to test drive the new Q80. Yeah. Uh, oh, uh, yeah. It's the big one. And uh, <laughs> it was a beautiful vehicle. And uh, if you guys are looking for uh, somebody to sell you a vehicle with this type of humbleness, with this type of personality, not a salesman, guys, by any means, just a humble heart that just wants the best for everybody out there. Look Darren Nunn up, um, and how they get a hold of you? If they, uh, want, if they want to test drive a vehicle, if they want to know more about the vehicles or the deals, zero down, yeah. guys. Zero. I'm sorry, zero interest for 72 yeah, months. Yeah, 72 months. I'm doing your job here. Oh, yeah. 72 <laughs> months interest-free for the Q80, guys. Yeah, so, that's right. How do they get a hold of you? They can call me at 661-599-7702. Or you can call Infinity of Bakersfield and ask for Darren Nunn, and they will say, Darren, Call holding on line one or line two. It's, there you it's go. pretty, pretty easy. That's yeah. Superman. Well, thank you, Darren, again for having uh, uh, for joining you, us on this podcast. Thank you guys for watching. Uh, today is uh, episode number 14 again. Make it a powerful week and because today is Monday and there's no better day than today. It's a brand new week. It's a yes. brand new day and there's no better day than today to get started. So with that being said, peace. Amen.